Hey guys, this is touched on upon a little bit in the beginning of the podcast, but I just wanted to give a special shout out to Scar Productions because this podcast is a really big deal to me. I've always wanted to be able to interview bands and different musicians because music, as well as games and content creation, have always been a passion of mine. And I was so excited that Scar even said yes. So if you have not checked out his channel, you should check out his covers. Subscribe if you like the content and enjoy the podcast. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe here too. Hey, nerds. And yes, I will keep referring to you guys as nerds. In my last video, I said, hey, guys, on accident. And a bunch of people commented on it. No, it's not rebranding. <laughs> But today, for our eighth episode of Coffee and Games, we are here with Scar from Scar Productions, and I'm super excited because I love all of his covers, and this is awesome. So for any of you guys who don't know, uh, the big reason that I got into streaming and content creation is because I saw Sam Dunn's documentaries um, on Headbanger's Journey, and so connecting essentially metal all the way back to different genres and jazz. So this is kind of really, really exciting for me. <laughs> and um, Scar, if you wouldn't mind telling everyone where they can find all of your links, where they can find you, uh, when you normally post videos, and when you normally stream. Yeah, so, uh, well, you can find me on YouTube under Scar Productions, and same for all the social media stuff. And I usually make one cover every month. That's about what I can fit in. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, actually, with streaming, is more just a fun kind of thing I'm doing playing some games and raging out to from software games. Uh, no, but I stream mostly just when I feel like it, so a few times a week. So <laughs> nothing really special or, or a schedule going there. But yeah, it's the YouTube. That's the, <laughs> that's the main thing. Yeah. Awesome. And when did you start getting into music? Like, when did you first pick up a guitar? Well, actually, I picked up a guitar kind of way later than I started music because I started with electronic music. So oh, cool. <laughs> I, I started with like techno and trance and dance music in the early 2000s, hmm. uh, which is kind of surprising <laughs> to a lot of people, but I was never introduced to rock or metal. So I started in, in about 2001. I remember that's when I first got introduced to making music. And uh, yeah, we just made like techno in like this old <laughs> software called uh, Fast Tracker 2. And uh, that's where it started. And then in 2004, I think, uh, we were uh, at my aunt's house. We were watching after the place, and we were grinding out Diablo 2. And <laughs> and uh, and uh, this friend of mine, which was there, he was just like, Mar Martin, I think you will like this. And like he showed me a band, and it was Nightwish. And Ooh, he, uh, okay. And he put, uh, I think the first song he put on was Kinslayer. Oh, and I was just like, <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, it was such a revolutionary moment for me because I was like, also, this is the kind of music I like. It's like you know, <laughs> yep. like ju just like that. It, it it changed, and I you know I kept making some electronic music, but slowly just more metal, metal, and then ch <laughs> children ballroom, and then Metallica, and it nice. just you know it just kept going. So that that's where it started. <laughs> and like, yeah, there's a, yeah, so, so the guitar I picked up around that time, but uh, it was mostly just you know it all came gradually. Yeah. <laughs> And so have you always been into video games or was that much more recent as well? No, video games has probably been a part of my life since as long as I can remember, <laughs> since we got our uh, Sega Mega Drive back in, uh, oh, hell, I don't know what year it was, but, you know, we had Sonic and stuff. And uh, uh, my aunt also got like a Windows 95 computer back in the day with King's <laughs> Quest and all these old LucasArts games. And 
So yeah, but uh, it's always been a pretty big part of my life, and uh, even more so now with these covers and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so when you actually started doing these covers, like what was your biggest influence in your drive when you started? Was there something that changed that you were like, "Hey, I want to post these on YouTube"? That was a, that's a good question because I actually don't really know. But but uh, <laughs> around this time, my friend actually, you know, I played in the band with him before Frog Leap Studios or Leo. We played oh, yeah. in a band. Yeah, we played in we played in a band back in two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten, and I remember he when he started with his stuff. You know, I saw this starting to go really well, and I thought to myself like, you know, it would be cool to try to make something myself. And actually, my first cover on my channel is with him. <laughs> it's, it's a cover of Rage Against the Machine's bomb track. But oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, but I would actually just uploaded that to promote my mixing and uh, engineering mm -hmm. stuff. But then uh, Dragon Age Inquisition came out, and I was so hyped. <laughs> I had my collector's edition and everything, and then I got into the tavern you know, in mm -hmm. the game, and then they started playing Rise. And I was like, wow, this song would be a really cool metal song. And yeah. <laughs> uh, after that, I just, I just, I just went for it and tried it. Like I, I was, I'm not good with cameras. I'm, I'm still not good with cameras. I hate them. And uh, I was like really awkward in front of the camera and everything. But you know, I tried it, and uh, it seemed to go pretty well. I mean, the ball started rolling from there pretty easily, and that was, uh, was like really, really motivating at the time. So yeah. I just kept going. That's amazing, and I think your camera work is is quite good. Just, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's awesome. So what would you say, um, other than having Nightwish be one of the first times that you were introduced to like metal music, specifically that symphonic and power metal, um, what would you say are your absolute biggest influences, both musically and for game development? Like, is there a specific game that's just been over the top, really um, interesting to you and, and given you that influence as well? Yeah, so with music, I mean, <laughs> it's actually pretty easy to trace it back. I mean... <laughs> My music interests, I mean, it started actually with Final Fantasy VII. I mean, nice. that, 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 that's where... Uh, Nobuo that, Uematsu. Yeah, I mean, he's... Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, every song he makes, like, strikes home with me, you know, immediately. Fantastic. And uh, it, it was, I remember back then, we, had, we were in school, and I had a Nintendo 64, and I played Zelda <laughs> Ocarina of Time. And this buddy of mine, came out was like, yeah, but, you know, Final Fantasy is better than Ocarina of Time. It's like, <laughs> What are, you, what are you talking about? No, of course it's not. And, and I remember saying, yeah, come to my place and you can try it out. And I remember trying Final Fantasy VII out. And it was just like, yeah, okay. I, then I got a PlayStation. And yeah. <laughs> that game was basically the turning point because that's when I realized I loved games for more than just pure entertainment, you know, because right. it inspired me so much and just one, like it gave me ideas to what I wanted to do myself. And especially with the music, which is a huge part of that game or every Final Fantasy game. And yeah, no, it just like, that's when I really started to, this is what I want to do, you know, when, uh, <laughs> what, what I keep what I work on. So yeah, no, but um, so that's when the, the music started for the, for the most part. And it's still, still it's big, like a huge influence. I still listen to all the soundtracks from Final Fantasy every now and then. And uh, then, you know, when it comes to games itself, like, I mean, uh, now it's Dark Souls that is like the number one game of all time <laughs> for me. You know, I love, I love, I have my nostalgic ones, the Final Fantasy and stuff, but Dark Souls is just another league. Have in you my broken opinion. any controllers while playing Dark Souls? <laughs> uh, actually, I, no, I, I stopped doing that. <laughs> I tried to, I mean, uh, 
In the Dark Souls, it was actually pretty pretty different because you have to go into the game with a certain mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Because of you know, <laughs> in, being told how it is. And uh, there was certainly uh, a raging moment on uh, Ornstein's Moe the first time. Right. That was pretty hardcore. Uh, but no, actually, it's been fine. I almost oh, broke good. my controller playing Resident Evil 4. But other than that, it's been, uh, it's been quite nice. <laughs> So going back to Final Fantasy VII, do you have a track or any music on that that really stands out to you that might be your favorite? Oh, man, that's I like asking, like, who's my favorite kid? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, uh, let me think. I mean, I mean, like, the you know, those who fight further, the boss battle theme. That mm-hmm. was basically... That was yeah, kind of like... that's amazing. <laughs> I guess that was also my really first introduction, like, the one, oh, shit, like, this is, you know, something I really this like. This awesome. kind of riffing. riffing. <laughs> But, um, I mean, there's so many. Uh, the main theme is kind of the one that takes me back. Like, as soon as I hear those notes, <laughs> it, it takes me back. Uh, the Aerith theme, or Aerith. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. There's so, there's so <laughs> many. But I, I have to say that those who fight further, just because of how important the song was for me back then. Right. Yeah. So, actually, speaking of Aerith's theme, your kind of cover of that... Um, mm-hmm. is one of my favorites. And I was wondering, is there a story behind the lyrics that you did or how tough was it to have that like orchestration there and then try to like fit your own dialogue into that? Yeah, so that was kind of funny. Like I wanted, always wanted to try that. I mean, uh, <laughs> the, the reason it's not on Spotify, by the way, it's just because I, uh, it, I mean, it's kind of a, like a little you're taking it a little bit further than just making a cover oh yeah so yeah but but anyways uh, i had this idea for a long time and because the melody is so singable like the original has Mm -hmm. such a singable melody (laughs) and i just think like that's why isn't there like a song like that uh but no with the lyrics i just had it in my mind actually i wrote them while i was i was forced to this uh, job program where you you know where you learned how to apply for a job (laughs) and i was sitting there didn't not paying attention because i was starting with the music stuff and i was just Mm -hmm. writing stuff down and i just you know i just wanted to try to write uh, about Aerith, like you know how she was in the game and kind of yeah her 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 destiny so to speak like you know (laughs) that she couldn't she couldn't avoid what she was and but how she handled it and stuff like that i felt it was just fitting i mean I guess it's not very metal lyrics, but uh, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> but, but I feel like you know it, it's very fun to make that kind of stuff because then I can put even more of my appreciation of mm-hmm. the games and the stories into my songs. Like I, I try to do that with every cover because I don't really like to cover stuff that I don't know. I have to sometimes, but <laughs> but uh, when I really dig it, I feel I can translate all of those emotions over, especially with <laughs> lyrics. So no, but yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't that hard actually to write for those. Uh, those those came very naturally, or just a few lines I had to kind of mess around with a bit to find <laughs> the correct words. But uh, yeah, no, it's really great. Some of the octaves are so powerful. Like I think the first time I listened to it, I teared up, and my fiance was like, "Okay, really? <laughs> like, yes, it's sad. It's Aerith. Do you know what happens?" He hasn't played all the way through FF Seven, so um, oh, okay. I mean, he knows what happens to her. But um, so that's gonna be so crushing. I know. <laughs> And so going off of that, um, another one of my favorite covers that you do is Way to the World. And ah. that's also really interesting because you also do the Japanese version as well. And yeah. so how how did you feel like trying to have that punch with the Japanese version? Because I feel like the, or at least from how I took it, the English version was first and then you were just mm-hmm. doing it as singing it in Japanese. So did you feel like it was 
just as powerful and hit just as hard? Or was it difficult to um, kind of go around that with a different language? It's kind of funny because I actually made that Japanese version just because I moved my studio uh, again and I had like no content for a while and I just, okay, I need to make something. And people, you know, asked about the Japanese version. So, okay, let me try. <laughs> and uh, it actually, in my opinion, the Japanese versions, like the per vocal performance is a lot better there because <laughs> I feel like the words are, the Japanese words are so much more sim as my maybe undermining it, but it's like a little bit simpler, at least when singing, because they're so pretty, like, you know, how, right. how we sing in Japanese. So I felt like the vocal performance actually was a lot better there and I can do more stuff <laughs> with it. So, but it's scary. I mean, doing, uh, you know, another language that's, yep. uh, that you don't know, it's, because I don't want to piss on their language, you know. Oh, yeah, I don't. Absolutely. I don't want to. I, I don't want to do like a bad performance. But I sat there studying every single word. Like, okay, it's the S sound, and then the, okay, it's your emphasis on the I, and just like <laughs> try to to make it as correct as possible. But yeah, no, that, that was a lot of fun actually. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. Just hearing the transition, I was like, oh, okay, this is almost a completely different song, just yeah. because of that. Like, it was amazing. But um, actually, speaking of which. How many languages do you know? <laughs> well, actually, uh, well, I just know uh, two, I guess, uh, English and Norwegian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I, it might seem like I know more, but I don't. <laughs> uh, no, fake it till you make it, right? No, I, uh, I haven't gotten into learning another language. I did went into French, actually, back in, back in uh, Nosset High School. Mm -hmm. But that, that, that ended pretty quickly. <laughs> So when you're doing songs that are either in different languages or kind of almost made up languages, uh, like mm -hmm. Arthas, my son, or mm -hmm. um, I believe him of the firstborn son has a little bit in there, um, as well as uh, Dragon Song, mm -hmm. is it difficult? Do you study what you want to have the dialects sound like? Do you actually take a lot of time to look at that before you actually start performing the song? Or do you just kind of let all of like, instinct and just excitement for the song like kind of guide you and then tweak it here and there well it's kind of i i feel i really need to learn to sing it absolutely correctly first like how you know a native would so actually for god of war it's old icelandic so and that was that was a pain in the ass because that was not easy but <laughs> i had i had this friend of my girlfriend send me a video with him just speaking the lyrics to me <laughs> and uh, I just studied that as much as I can. But, but you know, the thing is, like, when you're singing metal, you have to sing with power, and you can't focus too much on certain things like I, E, I, stuff right. like that. <laughs> I, so, <laughs> and that can quickly sound like I don't know how to sing the language, you know? So it's trying to find that, find that balance. Like, for example, on, on, uh, on Dragonborn, they say Doakim. That's how we say it. But you can't mm -hmm. say Doa King, Doa King. That sounds really small <laughs> and minuscule. So I had to say Doa King, you know? Right. And of course, you get comments on that. But, uh, you know, some compromises you have to do. But uh, Absolutely. No, but, but I really want to pay respect to, especially especially the fantasy languages, right? I oh, mean, yeah. that's so, so super cool to get right. But, you know, it's a, you know, sometimes you have to make it sound sound cool. And oh, yeah. then you have to sacrifice some of the, the language, yeah. <laughs> So with all of that power and the way that you have to sing, especially with metal, do you mm -hmm. know what octaves you can hit? Like, do you actually have like, do you know what your full range is? And, and if uh, you do, what is it? <laughs> I actually, well, if you, I don't know the terms 
like theoretically i, I have no <laughs> clue <laughs> I, I started singing based i mean i sung before but my first dragonish cover is basically my first vocal performance okay because i, I did not sing before that and oh, wow. it, okay. it, it was just like okay i need to make these covers i'm sick of playing in bands because people just do not have the same ambitions as me or just you know don't want to make more music and right. so i just okay i have to learn, learn how to sing so i just went at it and um but no at my range i actually i don't know the lowest is probably on god of war and the highest we have on uh you know some of the high notes on on, on the skyrim cover and stuff goes really right. high but <laughs> i mean i don't have the best control in the highest register <laughs> you know i have to sometimes okay. force it a little bit to make it sound to sound good but i'm working on it but uh no, I would say uh, it's, it's kind of hard to say. <laughs> I actually can't reply because I don't know, like, the so soprano, what, it, what, it, what it's called. That's all right. <laughs> Especially I, I for metal, because I feel like it's, it's, you know, varying. And at the yeah. same time, it's not, not that it isn't important, but there are certain things that you can do in different, like, vocals that you can match with, like, different orchestrations and certain music that just sound good, even if it's not even a legitimate vocal range. <laughs> yeah. So. Exactly. I mean, you know, when I make a cover, I always have to take the song and, and retune it. Most of the time I have to retune right. it to fit my voice and then mm -hmm. the guitar. So, but you know, I, I just try to stay in where I know I can do my best. I mean, sometimes I, I just have to accept I have to do some higher notes and right. luckily, we're, luckily we're doing it in the studio. So uh, then you can kind of take your time to just get it right and or edit something in if you, if you just can't reach it. Because I feel it's better to force a note right. that's a little bit too high to you than sacrificing the rest of the song Oh yeah, that's, absolutely. That's a good range. Because that's would very have to admirable yeah. too. Because there are a lot of people who just specifically for um, music that they know is very popular, especially for covers, mm -hmm. like they really try to force the whole thing. And you're like, okay, this is good, mm. but it's definitely not in your range. So I actually really, that's one of the things that I like about your covers. Um, but speaking of not being with uh, bands previously, because mm -hmm. they weren't, you know, on the same path as you. What happened with Equilibrium? Like, what was it that made you say, "Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm ready now"? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that's a fun, funny story. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I always like I like to play in bands. Don't get me wrong, though. It's not like I I dislike playing in bands. It's actually mm. a lot of fun. It's just the the thing. Like, I always want I want to make stuff. I want to do stuff. And there's so many people where it's only you know they just say 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 they want to do something, but they don't actually put in the work to do something. But um, basically, I, I did a tour all the way back in 2012 with Trollfest. It's a Norwegian, very oh, that weird, is so weird, cool. weird Balkan <laughs> band stuff. And uh, you know uh, that was my first real tour. And then I did another with them in 2014, and we were warming up for Equilibrium. And um, so that's how I met the band. And, you know, I didn't get to know them that well on the tour, but I mean, like, they knew who I was. They'd seen me perform and all that stuff. And then they were looking for a vocalist that, you know, could sing because they wanted to add that into the mm -hmm. into their songs. And uh, the drummer, Hadi, he actually showed Rene, uh, Rene who makes everything in Equilibrium, uh, my videos. And he's a gamer also who loves video games, and he, he loved my covers, and then just contacted me if I would be interested in joining and uh at that time i was just like oh come on i just kind of got into terms with that i'm not gonna be in the band <laughs> but but it was kind of hard to let up because i do really enjoy the, their music and uh he showed me the new album renegades he had it mm -hmm. done so i can listen to it i was like oh that's that's this is i want to be a part of this you know 
But I will admit I was very skeptical because, you know, I have two children now and the third one on the way. And I was just like, I, I never been the one that needs to go out and tour and play all the time. I, right. I'm a, you know, I'm a gamer at heart, <laughs> you know, and I, I like to sit here and play games and make music. Uh, so I was really skeptical going on those first tours. But after this pandemic, now I know for certain that I want to keep going with that stuff. Because <laughs> now I miss it like hell, you know. Right. It was actually funny, um, just a little tidbit, but I'd always listened to your covers. And when my fiance actually was first visiting me, um, like because we had lived in two different states, he always talked about Equilibrium and that his favorite right. song was Moonlight which ah, your vocals are yeah. in. Yeah. And he was playing it for me, and I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. Like, I, I, I really like that. And he's like, yeah, you know, I really like this. And then I was playing the covers of You for Him, and he's like, yeah. wow, that's really good. And I was like, yeah, it's awesome. And then we watched the Equilibrium music video, and I was like, wait, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's Scar. Cool. And he's like, how did we not put two and two together? <laughs> so it's actually... Um, so with yeah. uh, you being in equilibrium and everything that's happening uh, or has been happening with COVID, have you guys like done meetups and stuff just like um, kind of like this over video, video calls and done any practicing or anything like that? Or like has everything j just been at a standstill, if you can tell me? Yeah, well, it's equilibrium works in this well, like I'm from Norway and they're from Germany and right. the drummer is from Israel. So it's very much like we we just meet up and play like we're all you know professional. So, but when the COVID hit, like we just you know we just sent a few messages here and there, but not really like any uh, warm fuzzy community gatherings. No, <laughs> uh, you know we uh, we are Renee is working on new material. I can say that much, and mm -hmm. you know uh, we, we just communicate when we do stuff mostly. I mean we we do keep right. in touch, of course. We, we're friends <laughs> and everything, but. We don't really have any big band meetings or anything like that uh, at the moment, at least. It's, it's, you know, it's a lot easier when we just, most of the time in 2019, we traveled. So we just talked and did right. everything while on the road when we have tons of time to kill. But for now, it's, it's very much, uh, we're just waiting to see when shit clears up. You yeah. know? And it's actually really cool, um, just some of the people that you've mentioned in your videos that you've gotten to work with, like um, members of Lord of the Lost, who I actually... Yeah started to get into because of your covers, um, which was absolutely amazing. And I was just curious, is there anyone that you have yet to work with that you really want to work with? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, there's a lot of musicians I would like to work with, but I feel like a lot of the times it's just like a little bit out of my reach. Right. I mean, I mean, I saw that Floor Johnson, you know, the vocalist from Lightwish now. Yeah. She's my favorite <laughs> female vocalist of all time. She's, I've been listening to her since, uh, you know, she was in After Forever. Mm -hmm. And, but I saw her started doing YouTube content now, and I thought like, oh, man, that would, that would be absolutely so <laughs> fucking cool. But I, I uh, you know, I, I, you know, I try to keep my expectations low, and then when opportunities arise, I see if they work. I mean, I, I was so fortunate to have fucking Jeff Loomis on my yeah. Cyberpunk cover, <laughs> and that was just like, I don't, I don't even know what to say about that, you know. <laughs> And uh, that was a lot of fun, but of course, you know, there's other artists as well. But you know, for, I mean, it would be fun to do something with Nubu Matsu, <laughs> but like, yeah. I don't think I don't think that will I don't think that will happen. <laughs> but I mean, you can always dream, right? Now, but you know, we'll see. Like when opportunities arise, I would definitely enjoy working with other people from other bands. You know, I was we were playing actually uh, with together with Powerwolf in 2019 oh, that's the, so cool. during, the, 
during the, during this German festival, and uh, you know we had the <laughs> that was so cool. We had the best backstage, and uh, we're sitting out there, and I was like, I was just had just gotten really into them, and I was listening to uh, you know the newest album for like on repeat. And I, but I was like, I did actually that back then. I didn't have the balls to to go up and talk to them, <laughs> so I was just like standing there with my beard, and like, oh no, I think uh, I think I'll wait. No, but uh, yeah, that that would also be really cool to have him, yeah, you know, on uh, the, on uh, one of my videos. But uh, you know, so knows what will happen. Whenever you go on tours like this, even though like you're playing and you get to to meet some people, do you ever find yourself like? How, how do you overcome that initial fanboy stage when you want to actually talk to someone and work with someone? And especially if you're on tour, like, especially with someone yeah. that you're just getting into, like Powerwolf. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> you you learn pretty quickly, like when you join a band, that they're all just normal people. <laughs> I'm more than you think. It's, it's not something I just say, like, they're just the same yeah, as us, and uh, but sometimes it, it's, it's I don't know why I locked up with, with Powerwolf. I, I have no idea actually, but <laughs> usually I don't. But it's it, it's like you don't want to be awkward. You don't want to rush up to somebody and with the yeah. beer in hand, it's like, yeah, hey, what's up, man? Like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> you know, you don't want to be like that either. And sometimes it just have to happen naturally. And I know sure. that when you're meeting musicians on the road, uh, you know. I, it's tough traveling a lot. I mean, you mm -hmm. get really tired. You don't have much time to do stuff. And there's not always a lot of time to sit and talk, even though it might seem like that, that we have like well, just parties backstage. It's not, it's, it's not like that. <laughs> but, uh, but sometimes it just, it just doesn't line up. But uh, I think like a few beers always helps, <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe like a, you know, a good whiskey that, that really Yeah, that was stuff. me before this interview. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I probably shouldn't be drinking coffee when I'm really excited to do an interview. Fiance is like, what do you want? Uh, whiskey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, probably. something to take the edge of always helps. I mean, yeah. with, with the music stuff, you always have a beer in hand. Like, oh, sure. Least. So, uh, yeah, it makes it easier. And you had mentioned previously that there, most of your covers you do are big influences because it's something that you're interested in or that you've played before, mm. but sometimes you have to, you know, expand your horizons and do covers with things that you possibly have not. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have any examples of those? And was it tough actually getting into it because it wasn't something that you were um, as excited about or as connected to at the time? Uh, Weight of the World was one. Actually, but yeah. I had seen so much footage of Nero Tomlin, and I think it looked so freaking cool. And I just searched for music, and that song was just like, <laughs> I, need, I need to cover, I need to cover that one. But I, I read kind of like a little bit of the story and kind of had to spoil it. I, I mean, like I could have done it without. I just feel like I don't know if this even translates all the time, but I just feel like I have to know it a little bit before I sing mm -hmm. it. The only song I can say that I did not look. A lot into was rivers in the desert from persona 5 okay that cover i basically just did like on the fly because it had like this funky disco vibe and i thought <laughs> like hey you know let's just do it it's obviously just a fun song right sure. so but yeah those are kind of the, the main examples actually and i actually have one the next cover which is coming out for hopefully in a week or so uh i did not have a big relationship with that either before i released it but again i've seen a lot of Right. footage on youtube and stuff like that so. <laughs> and you Should obviously hold. take a lot of suggestions from your community as well is there ever a time where your personal preference outweighs that or is it always scrolling through your comments seeing a suggestion and being like that's it 
And that, that's uh, difficult sometimes because when you do YouTube, and, and this is my main job now, and, um, you know, sometimes you have to choose between business and what you actually want to do. Sure. Like, I mean, it, it's an inevitable balance that you have to do. It sucks sometimes. It really sucks because I, I want to make this, but I can know after so many years, I know this will not do as well. Mm -hmm. But hey, I mean, I did friggin' King's Quest Six, Girl in the Tower. <laughs> Nobody even knows about that song. <laughs> and so that was just like, I want to make this one, you know? And I actually made that cover like six years ago, six or seven years ago, and it's been lying mm -hmm. around. Like, now I want to do that. But sometimes, I mean, like, I would have done it anyway, but Toss a Coin to Your Witcher was, of course, like I was drowning in requests after that when that oh, yeah. one was absolutely popular. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so so of course I had to do that, but I would have done it anyway. I mean, The Witcher is, uh, is my jam. So yeah. speaking of which, a lot of times you normally do um, the game covers, and then you just started doing, um, or not just started, but you've done stuff from shows like The Witcher, and then you've also done uh, Mulan as well. Mm -hmm. Are you... Mm -hmm ever or will you ever look into doing covers just of other bands like i just want to do straight covers of other bands or is it always going to be games well and i mean there's always an opportunity but the the thing is when if i like if i'm going to cover how can i do nightwish better you know <laughs> how can i actually make that my, like I don't want to change anything. Yeah. But but that's that's the main problem I have with covering straight up bands because it's just a straight up cover. Learn the riffs, mm -hmm. record the riffs, maybe change a little bit your style and then go. And I just don't find it as interesting or so as rewarding as yeah. when taking a game and transforming. Sometimes like sometimes the even the source material is a little rock, but it's still the, I'm transforming it to my style and I can change it up. But covering bands is I don't know. Of course I have had ideas that covers on Metallica or a Nightwish mm. and stuff like that. But it, it's just like, <laughs> I don't want to just straight up cover it, you know? Sure. And, uh, but, um, but I don't think it's ever going to be a thing because I want more reasons to play video games. And I feel like my channel gives me just, <laughs> hey, I need to buy this game. Yeah, but I need research. That's, that's what, what it's right. for. <laughs> Are there any genres of music that you haven't touched yet that you would like to start working with, like other than metal? And then you did some of that disco from Persona. And then you dabbled a little bit in almost like that uh, Southern rock for kind of like the Take Me Home for um, Fallout 76. Yeah. Is there anything else that you haven't done that, you're thinking about doing maybe in the future? Uh, so yeah, so I mean, like cover, um, uh, music from other styles. You mean, mm -hmm. or do you actually? actually yeah, okay, so yeah, other genres. Making, making <laughs> other genres. Okay, yeah. No, but um, well, I would say like I've covered most of like that's within within the stuff I want to make. Like, there's certain things. I don't, I don't think like uh, translating an EDM song. It's metal. Maybe it will be fun, but I think it's just that I'm not exposed to it, right? So sure. it's harder. <laughs> and I'm, 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 I don't try to be like the grumpy old, uh, old guy. But I don't listen a lot to a lot of different music. I don't, I don't sit there and, and scroll through a lot of music. Right. When I, when I'm not working with it, I usually don't want to listen to it because I then I want to just relax my ears. And when I do listen to it, I put on some, some, some uh, video game soundtracks that I like, you know. <laughs> No, but I mean, like, definitely, I mean, like, if a song comes up from a game or series that just has a catchy vibe and the correct tempo, it's like, there's mm -hmm. absolutely no reason why I wouldn't try that. Sure. I mean, like, for example, uh, um, oh, my, my God, no, I just forgot the, got the name. The Monster Kingdom Hearts that I covered. 
face my fears. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> totally, gotcha. totally slipped my mind. That's also like an EDM song, I right. guess. So, oh, okay, I have done that. Anyway, yeah, sure. I mean, like, <laughs> if it pops up. <laughs> and do you have a preference on like a specific brand of guitar or instrument that you like to use? And do you like to swap them out for different sounds on certain songs or certain covers that you're looking at? Not even necessarily just um, distortion or post-production, anything like that, but just specifically the actual instrument. That's a pretty in-depth question there. Sorry. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. I like it. I like it. Uh, well, actually, uh, uh, after I joined Equilibrium, I was fortunate to land a sponsorship with ESP. So oh, cool. uh, the ESP is the guitars I use. I mean, I, I've been using them all through the years, but you know, I've, I've never been super attached to an instrument. Um, maybe a lot of people will find that weird, but like, I have an instrument and I'm really excited about it, but I have usually no problem selling it and just buying <laughs> something else, trying something new. Mm. But with these P ones, now I just kind of found the ones I like. But I do use a lot of different instruments for each cover depending on the tuning. So I have my sure. guitars, all my guitars are set up in different tunings. So, you know, the drop D, drop C, mm -hmm. standard this, blah, blah, blah. And I always just, when I look at the tuning of the cover, I always pick the guitar that will work the best according to the tuning. Right. And sometimes when I record also, I would swap them out. Like, okay, this uh, lead riff here, it would sound really better with that guitar, and I'll just pick that one up and, and use right. that. <laughs> and uh, I, th I think that's the most, uh, most fun part of making the covers. I'm not, I'm not making for a band. Like a band, like, if you play in this tuning, right. uh, this is how we're going to play it, blah, blah, blah. But it's like with covers, I'm just like, looking at my walls like okay which one do i want to use now <laughs> like what right. can i sounds can i make with this for example you know with the tosco country witcher the intro is actually using uh uh something called a piezo which is, is like a you have two plugs on your guitar one mm -hmm. has like this super clean nice sound mm -hmm. so it's just like fun like oh now i can use that you know for, for the intro that sounds really amazing and i find that just so much more fun looking at the instruments as a tool rather right. than <laughs> many people looking at them like they're uh you know an extension of themselves in a way <laughs> absolutely yeah so with that do you have a preferred distortion that you like to use and have you also always used the same program to mix all of your covers or has it changed over the years well actually when i started covers i've been using cubase and uh that's the software i've been using actually since 2006 and before that i was I don't know, I was just jumping between whatever could make sound, <laughs> I guess. But yeah, so it's been Cubist I've been using. And um, for my for my guitar tones, I since the last three, four years, I've been using only the plugins from Neural DSP, which they sell like, you know, uh, guitar amp sims and stuff. And uh, I'm actually yeah, an artist with them as well. <laughs> and then, so, so I've been fortunate enough to get to try all, the, all their stuff. And it just sounds freaking amazing. Like they, they have the best things out there. And uh, yeah. So why change what works, right? But of course, I try out different stuff uh, whenever they pop up. I was lucky to try the plugin, the Jeff Loomis plugin, for example, right. that I used on Cyberpunk. And but I always end back on neural DSP stuff. They have just <laughs> quality over quantity with them. It's uh, pretty amazing. So, how many instruments do you know how to play? Um, well, I would say. Um, I mean, what defines know how to play? <laughs> <laughs> I can make a sound with most stuff. If you can but... keep rhythm on drums, I'm counting that. No, um, okay. pretty much anything that you would feel comfortable enough for if someone approached you and was like, hey, I want to do a collab. Can you play this specific piece if, if you practice it enough? Would you be able to do that on a specific instrument? 
Okay, so I, I could probably play uh, piano keyboards. I would probably need a lot of touching up. It's been a long, <laughs> a long time. Uh, but and guitar and bass and vocals. I, I, I would say drums, but because I know the basics. But mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't really <laughs> brag that I could play it really well. Right. Uh, so, but I, but I'm sticking with that, and I've been mostly a digital dude. You know, after you know, start with trance and dance, so synths mm -hmm. and plugins. That's kind of where I've been working. So. I learned to play keyboard on my actual computer keyboard because on this old <laughs> cool. software, like we had, like they were imitating the keyboard. Mm -hmm. So Q is C, and then one is uh, two is C sharp, and so I learned how to sit and play keyboard on on the actual that's you know really computer cool. keyboard. <laughs> so so that's that's been my world, and uh, but yeah, so so instruments I've kind of been able to just pick them up when I needed them, and right, now I learned, yeah. Is there anything that you're really interested in picking up maybe for a future cover that you just want to try to see if it me uh, meshes well with everything else you've been doing? Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's, there's a lot of instruments that I would, would have liked to try out to actually have them in my hands and not using a sampled <laughs> instrument. Right. Like the shamisen from, you know, the Japanese instrument. Mm -hmm. uh, that stuff would be really fun because, I mean, it's familiar enough but also different that you can try something, right. something out, you know? Yeah, and also there's, uh, no, I don't remember the name, but the ones they used in The Witcher, um, the, um, he used this uh, this old Balkan guitar things with like three strings. Yeah, it's sort and, of like a just, lute, but not really. Yeah, but I, 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 I don't yeah, know. I know what you mean. I can't remember the name, but it's really cool. <laughs> like, you know, the, the iconic sound from The Witcher is from that instrument. Right. That's by the way, I was very lucky enough to meet them. By the way, to Percival Schuttenbach, when I was playing in Poland, I met, you know, uh, Noah and uh, the girl and the man who plays there. Not like That's the so names cool. slipped my mind, and they're in <laughs> Polish, so I don't want to say them to just say them wrong. But yeah, I got to know uh, meet them, and uh, they actually told me like the instrument they used in The Witcher Three is actually a, a customized version of that guitar, and it's tuned differently to be able to play those powerful chords right. you hear in the game <laughs> so that 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 literally like oh that would be so cool to just have and try and just tune it up and see what i can do with it without knowing the instrument from before right because just right. approaching it from a fresh angle how can i make the sound and not think about how it's supposed to be no, yeah that's that's awesome <laughs> yeah so is there a video game yet that you haven't made music for that you're hoping to in the near future or anything that you have planned that you haven't yeah. made music for previously, or are you allowed to unveil that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm in. The, I'm, I'm not. I'm not too. I, you know, I shouldn't reveal what <laughs> all my plans, so I don't get people's hopes up if if they expect something. But I mean, <laughs> Resident Evil has like been a huge part of my video game, right. video game life, and uh, I always wanted to cover something from that. But there's not too much tangible stuff for my style. I feel, you know, there is the song "Go Tell Aunt Rody from RE7. Mm -hmm. That's pretty fantastic, but it, it's 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 difficult when I can only produce one a month, or that's right. how much. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't want to rush them, and then you really have to pick the ones that really work. But Resident Evil, um, what others are there? I mean, I would prefer on another game that I haven't covered. Man, there's there's so many. <laughs> I know, <laughs> <laughs> but but I think Resident Evil is, is a good reply. I mean, that that game series is awesome, and I would love to do something for that. Yeah. Right. So going back to FF7 being your original, one of your original influences for mm -hmm. getting into games, have you played the remake yet? Yes, I have gotten <laughs> to Aerith. <laughs> oh, and, and okay. This is, okay, so this is, this is almost makes me feel ashamed of myself because I've been asking for that remake since like 2002. 
Right. <laughs> that's, but that's when I started thinking about like, man, wouldn't it be cool with the Final Fantasy IX graphics on this, mm -hmm. you know? But, uh, uh, and I told myself like when the final, when the remake gets announced, because I know, knew it would, mm -hmm. I would, I will buy like everything, collector's box, the, the custom <laughs> PlayStation 4, whatever. And then it hits and I don't know what it is. It's not, I, I really love the game, by the way. It's not that. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't know. I just really need to feel it to want to play it. I'm actually yeah. thinking about playing it again lately, but uh, no, it's, it's amazing. I will finish it. It's just, uh, <laughs> you know, you know how it is like gaming, <laughs> gaming limbos and gaming interests kind of shifts and I just got to go right. with what feels right, you know, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. I have the remake here. I actually have it in plastic still because it didn't arrive on time. It didn't arrive <laughs> on the actual release date. So I bought it right. digitally. Oh, <laughs> and now, I have the, now I have the physical edition just like in plastic there. Yeah, I only have the digital. So. <laughs> yeah. And I actually haven't finished it either. So. Um, but it was well, one of my biggest things goes. too. Yeah. <laughs> Except that they changed a lot. Like, well, not changed, but added, added yeah. a lot of stuff in. That's pretty cool. But with the music transition from the original into the remake, do you have mm -hmm. anything... Do you prefer one over the other from what you've played so far? And will you possibly think about doing any covers based on what they've redone for the remake? So uh, one thing that really impressed me with the remake is how fucking faithfully they translated these songs into a <laughs> modern setting. Oh man, I was just visualizing so many things that would go down the shitter because <laughs> I was, I remember reading like an article that said like, uh, like Nubuo Matsu is returning for the music, but I mean like, Okay, cool, but I mean, you have the music. What what the yeah, hell are right? you talking about? Are you going to recompose stuff? Like, are you crazy? Are you going to have like a different music in the in in in, uh, in the slums mm -hmm. and stuff like that? It's like, no, don't do that. But they <laughs> remade all of them so seamlessly because a lot of the games want to go the more the ambience and the, the the mood kind right. of way now. And back then, it was more like catchy melodies. That's so okay. You know this this Absolutely. area is from this song. And but they really kept that, and I'm actually like the fight music and everything is awesome. So yeah, no, but I mean like I would let's let's just say that uh, if I could just sit down and cover whatever I wanted without thinking about anything else, I would probably mm -hmm. do every single Final Fantasy VII song. Probably. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm not joking. That that's something I want to do, but it's also something I hold so high, in such a high regard that. Yeah that I, I just don't want to just make it as, as a YouTube video, like, really quick. I did the Ares one after a lot of, you know, thinking and stuff, but right. but I don't want to just, like, rush out covers of that stuff. Plus, you know, most of them are instrumentals, which <laughs> sadly do very badly on my channel compared to the one with vocals, so. Yeah, that's unfortunate because they're so well composed. It's just yeah. it's amazing, especially video game music. And I kind of wish that, um, especially with all of the music, not that music award shows really matter, but I just kind of wish that some game music was a lot more mainstream just because so yeah. much is put into it. Even the 8-bit stuff is like, wow. It's, yeah. it's incredible. Um, but it, I could I make a suggestion if you wouldn't mind? Sure. Maybe, maybe for ahead. consideration at some point. One-winged angel would be <laughs> so cool. <laughs> you probably you get really... that all the time, but oh my gosh, that would be so amazing. <laughs> Let's just say my, my reply is just usually, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I do want to cover that one myself, but it's like, again, like, uh, you know, the Black Mages version from the yes. Advent Children. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have, like, I, can't, I don't have like, an entire choir to hire. You know, when they start chanting that, that beat, yep. like, I, get, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. Now it's just so insane. And 
like if I want to do a cover, I want to I want to one up that. Not right. with the cover, but like both in you know the heaviness and that choir, but right. that choir has to be correct. Exactly. And doing it with samples work. There's some, some really good samples where you can type in what they sing, mm -hmm. but it's still, I don't know. Wouldn't yeah, do it as definitely. much justice. Yeah. No, yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's like, I could tell you that much. It's on my list. It's just like I yep. said, I approach. <laughs> especially the Final Fantasy music, uh, very carefully. And uh, I want to make sure that when I do it, it's going to be like 120%, right. you know. Yeah. <laughs> and you had mentioned on your Twitch channel that it's mainly just like whatever game that you have an interest in, that you have like a hankering to play at the moment. Is it ever yeah. going to evolve into maybe you going over certain things that you do for your covers or possibly like doing something just like live on Twitch playing something? Or is it do you purposely keep it separated so that you can have, you know, your, your work every month on YouTube and then kind of play on Twitch? Well, actually it, it, it started like that. I wanted to separate it. That, that's the mm -hmm. way I started. Cause again, I want more excuses to sit and play games, you know? And, uh, and I mean that that works, but yes, I, I will definitely start playing live music. That is actually my next, next move. Uh, it's to start playing properly on Twitch, like making the Twitch more based than the music and the games will be kind of secondary thing. Because I'm just seeing that, you know, when I, even if I just stream for fun, I mean, it's still kind of a little job, right? Oh, yeah. And it Absolutely. feels a little stupid to put so much effort into something that will not be the, like a part of the main thing anyway. Right, right, and and I feel like Twitch is such a great platform, and it's so much fun communicating directly with with viewers and stuff. And I feel like I could <laughs> bring more joy, so to speak, by playing the actual music. So my next move after the next cover, actually, is I'm gonna not take a, not take a break, but I'm gonna start doing my entire backlog of covers, like mm -hmm. getting every like remastering everything for album releases, but also getting all the backing tracks. Because I want to, because when I, I want to perform these on on Twitch, I actually want to make. I don't want to play just on top of the original. <laughs> I want to have the drum files and the guitars, mm -hmm. and then I can actually, you know, when I play the solo, I can cut cut the solo from the song and just right. make it like a, a proper experience. You know that that's my that's yeah, my absolutely. idea. But <laughs> some of the covers I can't open anymore because they're so old, and I can't. Get, <laughs> oh, I have to no. redo some of them. And <laughs> the Wolven Storm, I totally lost. The entire project oh, wow. is gone. So I have to re I have to re re-record the entire song. <laughs> oh, that's so unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, that really sucks, but that's how it is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, um, with the Eras theme having your own lyrics and mm -hmm. uh, looking at viewership and how well that did, have you ever thought about, even though covers are your passion, doing more original music and trying to post that on your channel? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I did that Reborn through Failure. The mm -hmm. um, song but I, I again i it's inspired by dark souls the lyrics right. are about you know <laughs> basically inspired by that i mean reborn through failure that's that's exactly what you do in the game so yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean that was really fun and unexpectedly like it went unexpectedly well i did not think that I, maybe it's because i said that it's inspired by dark souls i don't know <laughs> but i definitely want to keep uh push out more because actually i have so many songs lying around that, that will I've never seen the light of day. I mean, it, oh, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot of songs. I don't know any like, which I would consider relatively done, like 30, 40, 50 songs or something just oh, wow. lying there that, I'm, that I just can't do because it was for a band or a project right. or something like that. But uh, yeah, I have something, have something in mind. Uh, but again, it, it always comes back to that 
business and absolutely and what i want to do again and while of course the, the original songs might do well they will not do as well as a cover <laughs> right. it's just that's just the reality but yeah. i will definitely do more and uh, they will definitely be for the most part inspired by a video games as well to, to, to kind of tie it in with the channel yeah <laughs> And going off of the business portion, have you gotten any requests to record music for someone's video game? Like even if it's just an indie game and have you actually considered doing anything like that? Well, actually, I think I got like a, uh, it was like a small indie company that sent me a message uh, one year or two years ago, but I never heard from them again. Oh. But I mean, uh, I, I will say that it's it definitely would have been insanely fun and i started out when music started to become like this is what i want to do that was what, what i was aiming for mm -hmm. making video game music but it just trailed off into metal you know and, and um and now it's kind of like <laughs> almost the point of no i can't go back now now i have this going but i would definitely love to be involved in a video game of some kind i mean i got to know julie elvin you know the voice of uh, horizon zero dawn and yep. she sang, sang on sang on legion the anduin's theme and I talked a lot to her about this and, you know, asked her about the industry and how she's doing. And man, I like even more inspired to do, to do like be a part of a game. Cause I actually sent her a message. I finished Horizon Zero Dawn recently. Right. <laughs> it's kind of a shame to say that, but I, now I finally finished it on PC and while the end credits rolled. And before that, when, when her voice is singing, mm -hmm. I was just thinking, man, like how much impact like she had on the experience of the game you know Absolutely. how much how much the, her voice will be like burned into your memory as like a part of that experience yeah. and <laughs> while making covers is cool but imagine just that right you know also just take the you know in the witcher yeah. the first vocal you hear is the, that chanting you know yeah. that's for, Absolutely. <laughs> you will never forget it and you know that that would be fun to just be that for a game that would be mm -hmm. amazing but uh, again, it's not something I'm going to chase after, but right. if the opportunity arises, definitely. definitely. <laughs> I think my big one is Susan Calloway from some of the yeah. FF9 stuff that's been redone. Um, I also I think she sings for uh, Final Fantasy X as well. It's like Sute Kidane, I believe. Um, yeah, but yeah, hers, like anytime I hear her voice, whether or not it's in a game or distant worlds for Final Fantasy, I'm like, oh my gosh. It's just yeah. because she might have done a ton, but I associate her with those, you know, those songs from those games. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Didn't, I'm not sure, did she do Melody? Was it her sign? Melodies of, Melodies of Life. Life? Yep. Yeah. That's her. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's also been on my list for a long time. <laughs> and then that she also does, I don't know if you've played Final Fantasy 14 or checked it out. Um, I, I checked does... it out for one hour. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's, she does the music for um, the original opening cinematic and then for the first expansion as well. She does the, the music for both of those. It's really amazing. Um, awesome. But you said you had a backlog of covers. Have you ever started a cover and then scrapped it? Or do you oh, yeah. always keep something like just in oh, your files? <laughs> there's so many stuff that gets scrapped. I have no <laughs> idea. There's even like songs that I've recorded all the guitars for and it's just I haven't touched it since oh. <laughs> it, it, it happens but it, I mean there's so many variables and again back to the business versus what you want to mm -hmm. do and also I'm not saying I'm better than anyone but I do not want to release just to release I mean there's certain okay. songs I could I could easily release them right now but I, I, I won't do it if I don't have a complete 
this is it. This is how it's going to be. Right. If I don't have that feeling, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And I, I postponed so many songs, like, for example, the Reigns of Castamere one. That's I had, the, the, <laughs> the, you know, the intro riff, how it started during the, 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 the yep. that kind of stuff. It was not like that for a long time. <laughs> and and I showed it to the friends when I was at this studio and they tell like, no, this is super good. Just release. It's like, no, there's something that does not, <laughs> it's right here. And right. I just laid off releasing that month, and I, that means I couldn't charge patrons, you know, and stuff like that. Sure. But but it ended up becoming the, what it is with that intro riff, with that start, with the heavy start, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, if you listen to the original, you will be like how it was. I actually have that file. It's it's pretty disappointing <laughs> compared to what it is now. So yeah, but uh, I don't know. There's a lot of lying around, a lot of ideas, and there's some ideas I go back to, you know. That, uh, that I just pick up again and then mm-hmm. finish them later, yeah. Do you have any other covers that you've just kind of let sit that you've thought about revisiting recently or had like a rein- reinvigorated passion to do? Yes, I uh, did today. I actually was uh, working on the cover. That's actually not a video game cover. It's actually from a actually from a band, but it's from a movie, so it was kind of justified. Oh, okay. And, and, and it's, not, it's not a metal, a metal, metal band, but... It, Sometimes I, I get this rush of ideas. So I mean, it's like, so, oh, I don't really want to do that now. I, I spend two days, but then just re, I just realized I will not be able to finish this and I need to make a video and then it gets kind of left in the dust again. Right. And that, but there's definitely stuff that I, I, I just pick up later. Uh, is there any like uh, samples of that? But uh, yeah, for example, the God of, yeah, actually the God of War cover. Mm-hmm. That one that was actually made way before the game. But when okay. they released that original, because if you listen to my version, I have that uh, beatbox, corn, corn beatbox thing going. Mm-hmm. And, and that part is cut out from the original game. So that's why it's still oh, in there. Because the okay. song they released like prior to the release had this throat singing beatbox weird thing. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's awesome. what I made then. And then I just left it all the way until the game was released and a little bit after. Oh, so, yeah. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> So since I've taken up almost an hour of your time, I'll probably conclude with, do you have a favorite cover that you have done? Wow, that's a difficult, <laughs> difficult question. Difficult uh, one for the end of the podcast. There, there's, there's, uh, I, was, I would say that the, the cover that gives me like most joy when I think about it is actually Country Roads. Fantastic. I, I, I don't know. So I don't different. know why. Yeah, but but it's it's so much fun to think about, and uh, I just <laughs> I just like how how the cover. I'm so happy with how the cover turned out. Mm-hmm. When you think about how the original is, right? Right. And and uh, but also I have to point out the Dark Souls, uh, um, Lord of Cinder, Gwyn Lord of Cinder. Yeah, that oh, cover is also one of my favorite because I just <laughs> liked how I I managed to translate that piano playing into the riffs and stuff like that. So that's mm-hmm. kind of been like one of my, one of my favorites. Yeah. I think my absolute favorite is probably Misty Mountains just because of the Hobbit. And I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan and just ha- doing that with Dan was really cool. And uh, yeah, but yeah, it was funny with, with him. Like he had, he approached me back then he had like 10,000 subscribers <laughs> and I had like 40 or 50. And he was like such a great guy, so so so, so humble and so professional. Mm-hmm. And I was I was actually working on the song, and I, I was struggling to believe it or not. I hated that song, that cover, because I just really? could not get I could not get the feel I wanted. And I think it's mostly because I was so 
<laughs> because of how the melody is. And I struggled mm -hmm. to translate some of it exactly how I wanted. And then he contacted me and I saw some of the videos and I was just like, yeah, sure. Why don't you join in on this one? And he did like this, all the matted the choirs in there are him. Mm -hmm. He made all of those. Oh, and, all uh, of them? Now most of them. I mean, like, okay, I added that's to really that, but, cool, but, but, but he's really good at making this this big choirs because he can he makes like this very dramatic voice, right? And it turned out pretty very cool. And now yeah, yeah and now now he's like at four hundred thousand subscribers, so which is insane. Here, here, we, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I was going to say. Which, uh, if you wouldn't mind taking one more suggestion, if you ever do decide to do another thing from a band, the Bard yeah. song from Blind Guardian would be really cool. Just saying. Right. <laughs> I actually haven't heard the song, so I would have to check it out. Oh, you should totally. It's, it's it's amazing. It'd be really cool if you could turn it into something metal because it's more of like sitting around a campfire, having like some kind of scald or minstrel. That, that's the feel that you get from it, at least. Yeah. But um, but thank you so much for doing this for me. If you have anything else that you would like to tell people, and then just go over where everyone can find you again. Well, you can check me out on YouTube on Scar Productions and listen to my music if you like them. And if you want to use them in your streams, your videos, go ahead, spread the word and uh, have fun, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again. There you have it. My first interview with a musician and one of my favorites at that. So if you like this and you want to see more, don't forget to let me know in the comments and check the descriptions for any links you might be interested in. Thanks, guys, and I will see you at the next one.